Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 81. God is with me, gently over me are his wings of mercy spread. All his way made plain before me, and his glory round me shed. Safely onward shall my pilgrim feet be led. Hymn number 81. If you would like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the home page, you'll see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you'll see the link to the text for the Wednesday readings. The theme for tonight is, You are the Temple of the Living God, and the readings will now be given by Bruce. I will read from the Bible, Psalms. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God! Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, 
and thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasures. For with thee is the fountain of life. In thy light shall we see light. O oh, continue thy loving kindness unto them that know thee, and thy righteousness to the upright in heart. John Now there is at Jerusalem, by the sheep market, a pool. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. The man departed, and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made him whole. And therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus. But Jesus answered them, My father worketh hitherto, and I work. Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him, because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his Father, making himself equal with God. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son can do nothing of himself but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. For the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth. And he will show him greater works than these, that ye may marvel. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Philippians Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him 
the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. 1 Corinthians Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. The correlative reading is from Pulpit and Press by Mary Baker Eddy. Think for a moment with me of the house wherewith they shall be abundantly satisfied. Even the house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Our surety is in our confidence that we are indeed dwellers in truth and love, man's eternal mansion. Such a heavenly assurance ends all warfare and bids tumult cease. Imagine yourselves in a poorly barricaded fort, fiercely besieged by the enemy. Would you rush forth single-handed to combat the foe? Nay. Would you not rather strengthen your citadel by every means in your power and remain within the walls for its defense? Likewise, should we do as metaphysicians and Christian scientists? 
the real house in which we live and move and have our being is spirit, God, the eternal harmony of infinite soul. The enemy we confront would overthrow this sublime fortress, and it behooves us to defend our heritage. How can we do this Christianly scientific work? By entrenching ourselves in the knowledge that our true temple is no human fabrication, but the superstructure of truth, reared on the foundation of love and pinnacled in life. Such being its nature, how can our godly temple possibly be demolished or even disturbed? Can eternity end? Can life die? Can truth be uncertain? Can love be less than boundless? Referring to this temple, our master said, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. He also said, The kingdom of God is within you. Know then that you possess sovereign power to think and act rightly and that nothing can dispossess you of this heritage and trespass on love. If you maintain this position, who or what can cause you to sin or suffer? They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasures. The river of his pleasures is a tributary of divine love, whose living waters have their source in God and flow into everlasting life. We drink of this river, when all human desires are quenched, satisfied with what is pleasing to the divine mind. Perchance some one of you may say, the evidence of spiritual verity in me is so small that I am afraid. I feel so far from victory over the flesh that to reach out for a present realization of my hope savors of temerity. Because of my own unfitness for such a spiritual animus, my strength is not and my faith fails. O oh, thou weak and infirm of purpose! Jesus said, Be not afraid. 
What if the little rain should say, So small a drop as I can ne'er refresh a drooping earth? I'll tarry in the sky. Is not a man metaphysically and mathematically number one, a unit, and therefore whole number, governed and protected by his divine principle, God? You have simply to preserve a scientific positive sense of unity with your divine source and daily demonstrate this. Then you will find that one is as important a factor as duodecillions in being and doing right and thus demonstrating deific principle. A dewdrop reflects the sun. Each of Christ's little ones reflects the infinite one, and therefore is the seer's declaration true that one on God's side is a majority. A single drop of water may help to hide the stars, or crown the tree with blossoms. Who lives in good lives also in God, lives in all life through all space. His is an individual kingdom, his diadem a crown of crowns. His existence is deathless, forever unfolding its eternal principle. Wait patiently on illimitable love, the Lord and giver of life. Reflect this life, and with it cometh the full power of being. O glorious hope and blessed assurance, it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Christians rejoice in secret. They have a bounty hidden from the world. Self-forgetfulness, purity, and love are treasures untold. Constant prayers prophecies, and anointings. Practice, not profession. Goodness, not doctrines. Spiritual understanding, not mere belief. Gain the ear and right hand of omnipotence and call down blessings infinite. Faith without works is dead. The foundation of enlightened faith is Christ's teachings and practice. It was our Master's self-immolation, His life-giving love, 
healing both mind and body that raised the deadened conscience, paralyzed by inactive faith, to a quickened sense of mortals' necessities and God's power and purpose to supply them. May the kingdom of God within you, with you always reascending, bear you outward, upward, heavenward. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, Will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 384. When God is seen with men to dwell, and all creation makes anew, what tongues can half the wonders tell? What eye the dazzling glories view? Hymn number 384.
Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024. And we warmly welcome everyone to all of our services in person, on the telephone, over the internet, or listening to recordings of our services. Many people find our church through our recordings on the internet, so welcome. We're so happy you found us. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian Science. Our Sundays begin with our roundtable discussion at 10 a.m., this is where we discuss the week's Bible lesson and other current topics and get a deeper understanding of how to practice Christian science. Our Sunday morning church service then begins at 11 a.m. Also at 11 a.m., we have our Sunday school for children. Many of the students live out of state and call in on the telephone. So if you have children who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get the phone number, and our teachers will be very happy to welcome them. We also have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you are able to get here in person, be sure to bring the whole family. We have a website, plainfieldcs.com, with an amazing amount of the very finest Christian science literature in print and on audio. There are always new items being added, so check it out often. And we have 17 additional websites in various languages so that people around the world can read and hear the healing truths of pure Christian science in their own language. All the resources we have on our various websites are free. There is never a charge. It's not too late to get your 2024 calendar. They're very popular again this year, and we still have some ready to send out. You can order them through our website under the store tab, or send a check to Benjamin, our clerk. The price is $16 for one calendar and $13 for each additional calendar mailed to the same address. Postage is included in the price. 
I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. <clears throat> For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your phone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you, as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through the study and practice of Christian science. Linda. Thank you very much for those beautiful readings tonight. I am so grateful for all that is offered at Plainfield, especially the weekly roundtable teachings that are freely given, full of practical steps of how to practice Christian science correctly. It uplifts, cleanses, clarifies, comforts, just to name a few things, each week building upon the next and fresh of new ideas and how to live and pray and see and think about the world all around us through God's eyes. Um, recently, the other day, I was at the grocery store waiting to check out. It happened to be near the help desk. A man was distressed and had been reporting some lost item he thought he had left in a cart and he had no idea where the cart was. Um, he wasn't able to get around that easily on his own, and he clearly was sort of reaching out to anyone who would try to help him. Everyone seemed very busy around him and generally not really sure what to do for him. They told him they would let him know if someone would turn the item in. I had begun to pray about what I was seeing. Mostly I just held in my heart that whatever his need was, there would be an answer. I knew that uh, from so many testimonies given, my own experience, that God would uh, bring whatever the item was that belonged to him to him, and it would be found, and it would be at the right time. He didn't seem to want to leave. He was very determined to stay there. He really wanted the item and felt a need for it and didn't want to leave. So I just was very quiet about it and continued to pray. But then with a few minutes later, I heard one of the workers suddenly 
from behind the desk say, you know, I'm just going to go walk around the store a little bit. And a few minutes later, he came back, smiling, for he had found the man's cane. The man was just so happy. His whole demeanor changed, and everybody was so grateful all around. It was just a beautiful demonstration of God's directing power and, and a listening idea. And the answer came, and uh, it was, seemed like a needle in a haystack, but not to God. God knew exactly the answer. And I was so grateful that it was resolved. The man didn't have to go home and wait. It was all taken care of. And uh, I also, a big part of this for me was that I was not uh, in my own thoughts trying to get out of the store, worrying about being in crowds. It's a very self-centered thought that my practitioner has worked on with me for several years now, getting out of myself and uh, being a blessing wherever I go. And so I felt like this was an encouragement uh, in the steps that I've been really working to take about making sure that I'm seeing God and uh, everywhere I go and working to bring his, feeling his presence there. And I felt that because you could feel a change in the atmosphere right before the young man decided to go give it a look. So I'm so very grateful to our loving God who meets our needs and uh, Christian science uh, given to us by Mrs. Eddie, who went through so much so that we all could have this, and this church for sharing their experience. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. I'm very grateful tonight for all I have learned here about Christian science that has helped me to learn to truly trust God with all aspects of my life. Last Wednesday, upon arriving home after the service, the engine fan in my truck stayed running for about five minutes after the engine was turned off. I knew immediately that God would guide me in what to do. So I went inside and I made the videos for that night's testimony meeting and was able to sleep well. In the morning, I prayed again about whether to contact the shop right away, but felt I should do my morning work and then talk to my practitioner at our regular time. And later that morning when I did call, my practitioner had given me some news, and immediately right after that, I felt like, oh, okay, at the end of this call, I'll, I'll call the auto shop. And the shop wasn't able to take my truck in right away. They, they aren't able to do it till tomorrow. But again, I trusted that God was right there, and sure enough, a fellow church member has been very generous in helping me get where I need this past week. What a blessing Christian science and practitioner support is, that I can learn to trust God in such a way that I don't even start to get worked up when, when something comes up now. And as my practitioner has told me many times over the years, as we do this work for God, he will protect and guide us. I'm grateful to say this has been proven true for me over and over. Thank you. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening, everyone. 
and thank you for the beautiful meeting tonight. I would like to express my thanks for Sunday's roundtable that reminded me that it is divine love that does the healing and saving work in Christian science. Being raised Mormon, I had never learnt the Lord's Prayer. In fact, I had been erroneously told that it was wrong and bad. When God first brought me to Christian science as an adult, I was struck by the utterly wholesome and pure love that Mary Baker Eddy expressed when she wrote her spiritual interpretation of the Lord's Prayer. In it, she says, quote, Adorable One, end quote. In Christian science, I have been awakening to the truth that this Adorable One is indeed a God of love, a God for all mankind, and very different to the judgy God of false theology, because the true God in Christian science loves every single one of us. One of the things that my practitioner at this church has been helping me with is learning how to let go of the human sense of justice so that I can truly let God, good, love reign in my life, which is what Jesus commanded us to do. Recently, I engaged a new provider. I had spent a few working sessions with him, and I had noticed that he had started to become extremely political in our discussions. At one meeting, he had started to slander Christianity. Afterwards, I was not sure if I would continue working with him, so I prayed about it. So I did some searching and found an alternative provider if needed. As we have been taught here, I then prayed again before deciding to go through with another session with this person to see if hatred had been annulled by God's love. In working this through, I could feel animal magnetism arcing up within me, trying to make me angry to defend my God. But we are taught here truly that human anger, hatred or animal magnetism is not the way to overthrow error. Recently, I have been listening to a wonderful recording on the Plainfield website, Evil Obsolete, from addresses by Martha Wilcox, which states, quote, A Christian scientist must be a Christian scientist all the time. End quote. So I listened to this wonderful recording on the way to the meeting. After about 20 minutes, this person spontaneously said, You know, I get new clients like you, and we have two or three meetings together, and then they just disappear. They seem happy with my work, but they never come back after the second or third meeting. I felt a rush of love when he said that, because all the puffed-up mortal mind that had been presenting had disappeared, and I could see a man who didn't understand why he was losing business, and I could see that he was free of hatred. Truly, this was God speaking to him. I am always learning more and more that my erroneous, puny sense of human justice is never right, and it could never truly help that person. It is the Christ who does the helping, and the healing, and the loving, and the giving, and the guiding, and the caring. So tonight I give great thanks. I love you, my God. I thank you for all the caring and loving compassion that you pour out to us all, little mortals reaching out to know you and please you, to love you, to love our fellow man. And thank you, Plainfield Independent, our holy practitioners at this church. Thank you for retaining teaching and practicing the pure love of God in Christian science as revealed by Mary Baker Eddy. 
Thank you all so much and a happy new year and so much love to you all. Thank you. Elizabeth from New Hampshire, go ahead, please. Good evening. Thank you for those wonderful testimonies and also for those really beautiful readings tonight. Uh, tonight, I would like to express my gratitude for light. Living in northern New Hampshire, this time of year seems to be drastically lacking in the light department, getting dark around 4.15 in December. When my husband passed on several years back, I was quite dreading this time of year. I just couldn't imagine how lonely and dark winters would be. But this I identified immediately as incorrect thinking, and I set about to correct it. Man made in God's image cannot be lacking any good thing, and least of all, light. After all, what is light but understanding? Some of the definitions of light in Webster's 1828 dictionary are joy, felicity, comfort, prosperity, happiness. I knew that it was crucial to see for myself, as well as for mankind, that there can be no darkened sense, no depression, no lack of the light that is God. Darkness has no power, and no matter where we are at any time of day, we can be filled with the light of God. This lightheartedness, if you will, has extended to handling night driving, which was also seemingly bothersome to me. I live in a very rural area where there are very few street lights anywhere. But even just this evening, I had to venture out on an errand I hadn't planned on after dark. This took me on many roads where there were no lights or even houses. Well, it might as well have been noonday for the joy I felt in my heart and how I enjoyed the ride. First, I found things to be grateful for, that I had a full tank of gas, that I was confident of the route that I was taking, but most importantly, that I knew that the light that was God was with me all the way, directing my path and giving me joy. Words cannot begin to say just how extremely grateful I am to Mary Baker Eddy for her discovery of Christian science to Christ Jesus for lighting the path for all of us and for God, the great light that shineth on us all. Thank you so much and good night. Thank you. Shardy. Hello. Well, here I stand as a child of God, witness and student of Christian science. I offer my gratitude because of strong and faithful practitioner support and being involved with this independent Christian Science Church, many wonderful things and changes have unfolded. On Christmas Day last month, with the support of my practitioner, I was able to visit family, and the entire visit was calm and harmonious. We had some bumpy years for a while, so this new relationship is a blessing for all. I was able to see all my grandchildren and hear about their activities. I look forward 
to continuing this new open communication, always based on trusting God to show me how to proceed. I prayed before, during, and after, often thinking about Mrs. Eddy's article, What Love Does. Quote, Love is the only law, and love is the only activity. End quote. I am grateful for learning how to practice Christian science moment by moment and to wait for inspiration before doing anything big or small. A little quote. Patience attains all that it strives for. That's from a little prayer my mother gave me when I was a pesky teenager. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Michelle from Canada, go ahead, please. Tonight I want to thank this church and everyone who dedicates time, effort, and prayer into preparing, setting up, and conducting the testimony meetings, the roundtables, Bible studies, and services. Many helping hands are needed to make meetings run smoothly. The Plainfield meetings not only run like a clockwork, but also broadcast so much love into the wild world. I am grateful to be able to listen and participate from thousands of miles away. It is a blessing beyond measure. Each meeting is like a lighthouse guiding me during the week. Thank you to each and everyone who contrib contributes in small or big ways. You are truly appreciated. Much love to you all. Thank you. Christina from Mexico, go ahead, please. Hi, good evening. Thank you very much, Bruce, for the readings tonight. Beautiful. I want to share with you that in days before Christmas, I started having severe colon pain at night. In the daytime, it would get much better, but in the evening, at midnight, it was intense again. I knew it was related to the proximity of Christmas and family issues that are brought back to life at this time. I tried to pray about it, but without success. In fact, the pain was increasing. So I asked the practitioner for help. She told me to think about who my family really was and to read The Power of a Bright Idea by Martha Wilcox. So I did, and the pain went away very soon. Usually at Christmas, I feel happy but blue at the same time. It's a mixed feeling and I, I don't like it. But this Christmas, thanks to the help of the Christ, I was able to feel very good and enjoy a new concept of Christmas, closer to its true meaning with the Christ in me. It has been a long time since I felt so good at Christmas. 
taking away all that human baggage and believes that one should be surrounded by people, noise, and other things on those days. I spent Christmas only with my son, and we had peace and much inner joy. I am also grateful because now I know that these dates are an, are an opportunity to pray for others who are apparently alone and without God. For all this, I am very grateful to God, to His Christ, and to the help of the dear practitioner. It was wonderful. It was like having a rebirth in this Christmas and also in the New Year celebration. At other times, I felt that I had to run away from me on these dates. But this time, it was different. Why run away if we have God and Christ with us, in us? Why, if they are our true happiness? It's wonderful to start feeling this. Also very helpful were the unity watches on, of those days and the later ones close to the new year and the wonderful teachings of the round tables. I feel very grateful to God for being part of this wonderful Pentry Church and for all that I am learning here about how to apply Christian science. Thanks to Jesus Christ and Mrs. Eddie. Thanks for having the Bible, the Science and Health book, and for the weekly lessons that inspire me a lot. I wish you all a year of much spiritual growth and closeness to God. Much love to all of you. Thank you very much. And muchas gracias. Thank you. Ingrid from California, go ahead, please. Hello. Thank you all for your wonderful work over there. Uh, I'm so grateful for that. I am also very grateful for the Christian Science uh, Bible lesson every week. Um, this one from the Independent as well as other ones. And in this, in one of the Bible lessons, it's included this uh, great quote from Science and Health repeat to the scriptures about animals, and it says, All of God's creatures moving in the harmony of science are harmless, useful, indestructible. A realization of this grand verity was a source of strength to the ancient worthies. And then in, in that same Bible lesson, it says, God is the strength of my life. And so... It was so wonderful to um, realize more about how all of God's creatures are harmless indeed. And it says also that in the moving in the harmony of science, and of course we have altered so many things about nature and this harmony that uh, many animals are now called pests and we um, get them all destroyed, 
I've been trying to do in humane ways, which are available today. But also this was great to um, know about the peace that comes by not uh, killing animals, by not slaughter, not helping to slaughter animals. All of that was so wonderful, talking about harmony and strength from God, from really following practically God's command, you shall not kill, to all of God's creatures that are so wonderful, as the Bible says about us, wonderfully made. And so I'm so grateful from all what I learned with the science of the Christ, especially about going uh, plant-based ways, vegan ways that will stop the slaughtering and cruelty that we do to God's creatures. I'm so grateful for all what I learned in Christian science. Thank you so much again for this wonderful church work. Thank you. Gary. Well, I'm so grateful to be here tonight uh, with you all, and uh, thank you for the fine readings tonight. Uh, very comforting and uh, timely. Um, it was a little after Thanksgiving Day that I my developed uh, my throat became quite sore, and I started uh, coughing and uh, sometimes uncontrollably coughing. And um, I, my, my, I talked to my wife about it, uh, who is a Christian science practitioner, and uh, we prayed uh, to, uh, to see this through, to see it correctly and see it gone. Um, and in praying about it, it came to me strongly that this was not a personal attack. This was an attack on my Christ. It was an attack on the church. It was an attack on the work that God had for me to do for him to keep me from doing it. Um, some of what I do is uh, talking, <laughs> speaking, reading. Um, and it also came strongly that you know, this time of year, this season between Thanksgiving and Christmas is a time when uh, a lot of people feel a lot of pressure where the Antichrist revs its ugly head in opposition to the true Christ and uh, tries to materialize this, this very holy season. And, uh, and, and would do whatever it could to oppose the Christ. And so I felt very strongly that I needed to spend more time praying, uh, doing more work for myself, and work for the world, pray for the world. That's what this season is all about. And I, and I did so, and I took more time. And one of the things that uh, helped me was uh, uh, one of the things we have from Mrs. Eddy where she gives us 
statements of truth to pray with each day. Uh, one of the statements that I read was that uh, she instructs us to say to ourselves several times each day, I am perfect in God now. And I thought, what a wonderful thing to remember. I am perfect in God now. Well, that Saturday, I didn't have a voice. I literally could not speak. And um, I wondered whether I should go to the Sunday service and do my part in helping to conduct the Sunday service. And I asked God what I should do. Um, and the answer came, I will be with thee. Do what is your duty to do. And it came very strongly to me, not to get somebody else to do what I was supposed to do, but to trust God that I would be able to do what it was my duty to do. And that Sunday morning, uh, I had a little bit of a voice. <laughs> and when the service started, I had a clear voice and a strong voice, and I was able to do what I needed to do without coughing, without any pain, without any concern that I would be able to do what God wanted me to do. Well, it took a little while for this thing to clear up, but it did clear up, and I was able to do everything I needed to do for God. And it eventually, uh, in a matter of a few days, cleared up entirely, and the coughing was gone, and um, any re residue of what seemed to be an attack was clearly clearly taken care of. So I'm so grateful that Christian science does heal. It doesn't always heal immediately, but it always heals. And I'm also grateful for the lessons I learn with each healing. Grateful to Mary Baker Reddy for giving us this science. It's, a, it's truly a science of Christianity because it works. It is God's law in operation, and we just have to learn to work it. And I'm grateful for Christ Jesus, for his example, for his dedication to giving Christianity to the world. And I'm grateful for everything I have ever learned in Christian science in this church. And it's so good to be with you tonight. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead, please. Thank you. Thank you, Bruce, for the beautiful reading and for all you do for the holy cause. I'm so grateful <clears throat> and feel so wonderful to, lead, to live and feel the holy kingdom of God, to feel and know that this is within us. We're told it's within us. It means we are at one with it. This unity with our Father should make us feel sure of His presence through all our challenges. I have a testimony from Zeri from Germany. 
He says, I'm very happy to share this with you. I have been working on an issue for some time and have had support from my practitioner throughout this time. Yesterday, I realized that I was holding to the thought that it seemed too much a miracle for this particular healing to come through. So I had to work to correct my thought. I realized that thinking there was another mind or other minds instead of the one infinite mind, the one God, was wrong thinking. I could intellectualize about the issue, but I was not willing to let God take over. I would say to myself, not my will but thine be done, and would smother it in doubt. This is not the right way of working with Christian science. If I let go of previous wrong thoughts, but doubt God's unfailing help and hold on to how I think things should work out, I'm interfering with God's work. I realize I should trust all to God and work to be sure of his care and perfect government. It was rather humbling to realize this. So I have had to go back and review my thoughts and to let the light of forgiveness bless me and others. I do not need to be responsible for an outcome, but have to be sincere when I say, Thy will be done. Jesus clearly and succinctly said in the Gospel of John, I can of mine own self do nothing. And Mary Baker Eddy reminded us to let the light of God shine. And in shining in me, it can bring about unexpected possibilities. I'm still working on other issues, and there has been a shift in my approach and attitude. I am learning to let God speak to me and listen without adding my ideas. With regular practitioner help, I am taking a day at a time. Our round tables on Sundays and the 24-hour library, which is the Plainfield Independent CS website, all help me to be able to wake up and ask God what I should do and be open to that still small voice which guides me. I'm very grateful to have found Christian Science at Plainfield and to have the various materials to work with and study. Also the support of the German speaking readers and lesson translators is very uplifting and inspiring. Many times that I can be with you and learn more. In sincerity, very. I'm so grateful to be here to hear all these beautiful testimonies. We're all doing our best to live this, this truth that cannot be found but in Christian science. I am so grateful to have been led here. I'm grateful to God for his constant care. Mary Baker Eddy, to all the early workers and those who have stood in this time following what Mrs. Eddy has given to the whole world. Grateful to be here tonight. Thank you.
Good evening, everyone. I have a few things to read tonight. The first from Virginia. For all the wonderful truths we are given here through our weekly Bible lessons, roundtables, articles, church services, endless uplift, uplifting instruction, current and archived, music to stir and calm the soul, I am forever grateful. The fact that we can use these truths to pray for everyone proves that this Christian science is not only practical, but infinitely compassionate and is here to benefit all mankind. Many thanks for sharing the confidence and the love of Christ. The expression of the purity is shown in the children's singing in the Christmas Eve candlelight service. For uplifting many as we turn from the woes of the world to see the reality of the Christ truth present with us. As the metaphysical thinkers of Mary's day, the mother of Jesus, were full of light, we too strive to abide in that light where no sin, disease, or war can enter, as God mind, the all-creative principle, is the only power and presence. And then a testimony from California. Like other testifiers have stated, I am so grateful for what I am learning at this Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. An experience I had earlier this week brought this home to me. A dear friend, not a Christian scientist, who I've been supporting through difficult times, is home from the hospital. And since she is feeling better, she has gotten back to reading the news once again, sending me updates about things going on in our community. A day ago, I noticed that I was reacting to news of some nearby criminal incidences in the past. I would have accepted and entertained depressing thoughts that accompany this type of news. But since becoming part of this Plainfield Church, I have realized the importance of being alert to these wandering thoughts coming to me for acceptance and then manifestation in my life. Upon becoming aware that these were not my thoughts about man, I was able to counter them with what I knew about the man God created. After putting my hand in God's and asking what to do, the answer came immediately, to magnify the Lord in all you do. For me, this meant that while I was engaged in God's work for the day, I needed to see his love and goodness magnified to those around me and then to all mankind. The day turned out to be an awesome day filled with a continual thanksgiving to God. And with so much gratitude going on, there was no room for any thought but those of love and well-being for ma mankind. I am so grateful to have this Plainfield Church in my life for all the people who make the services possible and provide a refuge where we, who, like tired children, find ourselves in the arms of divine love. And then the last is from um, Missouri. I'm proofreading the book that I finished type, typing recently, Doris Greckel's The Discovery of the Science of Man, and came across this quote on page 248. A letter to Clara Choate, March 1882. Shortly after Mrs. Eddy had left them, the students had published in the Lynn Union the resolutions adopted the previous November Great success in their work followed this public acknowledgement of 
and affirmation of loyalty to their teacher. It immediately reminded me of the effect that the 1943 Mother Church Board of Directors quote, publicly acknowledged of an affirmation of Mrs. Eddy's rightful place in biblical prophecy had in publishing it in the periodicals and in the leaflet entitled Mrs. Eddy's Place, and the seemingly miraculous effect that this action had on the events and eventual successful outcome of World War II. Here's the quote from page 29 of Paul Smiley's book, In Defense of Mary Baker Eddy and the Remnant of Her Seed about the stand they took. Quote, when these six points were published in June 5, 1943 Sentinel, there were six major turning points in World War II, which favored the Allies, who until that point were losing the war. The truth about these points was seen prior to this time, but it had no great effect on the world until the official position of the Christian Science Board of Directors concerning this issue was declared and published." End quote. I liken both of these facts, events, stands on behalf of our beloved leader to the courageous, unabashed, and spectacular stand that you and the Plainfield Church have now publicly acknowledged, declared, published, and affirmed of your loyalty to our leader as the woman in the apocalypse as I initially expressed in my February email to you regarding Paul Smiley's statements. These similarities of these three events are unmistakable, and I rejoice again to be reminded this morning by the statement Mrs. Eddy made in her letter to Clara Choate that the results of Plainfield's public stand regarding Mrs. Eddy as the woman in the apocalypse are certain to be just as profound, far-reaching, and consequential consequential. More great success is unavoidably certain. With huge gratitude to you, to Plainfield and everyone here for this invaluable stand you have more publicly taken this past year and onward into the future to our dear beloved forever leader Mary Baker Eddy, the world must and will know her as she has to be known. Happy New Year to love. <laughs> Happy New Year to all and with love. So I thought that was a wonderful way to start our soul-filled new year with that acknowledgement as Mrs. Eddy as the woman in the apocalypse to joyfully and courageously go forth with this truth and know that it can, it can bring incredible good to this world. It is, it has, and it will. And I would also like to say I'm so grateful for those beautiful readings read by Bruce. He did not have a long time to put them together, and they were very beautiful. And those uh, pages from um, Pulpit and Press are some of my very favorites. So good to think about them and use them and think about our citadel. And yes, that we dwell in the house of the Lord forever, the temple of the Lord so I'm so grateful. Those were beautiful readings tonight, beautiful testimonies tonight, and what a joy and an uplift it is to be with you all, and have a good evening. Thank you. Shardy, will you please introduce the last hymn? Hymn 228. O love divine that dwells 
serene, whose light of life has no eclipse. We feel thy comfort, though unseen, and lay our hand upon our lips. Hymn 228. <laughs> 